All right, guys, welcome back to the Network Podcast. This is episode 11, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Jamie Furlan. Thanks welcome. for having me. Thank you. Thanks Jamie is uh, breaking his podcasting virginity today. It's my, yeah, my first podcast. Never listened to one and never done one. <laughs> What's what, a podcast? What, what am I doing here? <laughs> so what is this? Can you explain the format? <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, I can't believe that, actually. I'm actually shocked that this is the first time. Yeah. You know? Like, especially, right? So like now we're coming up to AHFAs again. Yeah. Like the, basically one year after you won Australian hairdresser of the year and mm-hmm. nobody's had you on a podcast what's that all about I've got no idea like I, I think you guys are innovative <laughs> and I, I don't think the hairdressing industry has ever heard of it as well so true, true. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to have you really really a pleasure to have you you're definitely one of the people regardless of winning you know Australian hairdresser or whatever it's like yeah. we resonate with Jamie we want to get him on yeah. the podcast we want to hear your story. You know? I think I think that's the cool thing. I think you know usually we don't want to touch too much on the story, but I think with you we kind of do a little bit because yeah, there's just not much out there about you, mate. You know? Oh, yeah. thanks. Bit of an enigma, you know, just yeah, hanging just around, hiding, you know. But yeah, so yeah. Love that I think though. that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We actually love that, and that's why we're like, I want to know more about Jamie. Like, oh, it's, mysterious. <laughs> it's mysterious and, and nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, take us back a little bit. You know, to I guess you know we always like to talk about like pivotal moments in. In mm-hmm. life and like even before your career you know like when you were growing up like how did you know know that you had an interest in hair or how did that kind of journey start for you um it was really um it was pretty interesting I, I sort of I wasn't one for high school um and that normal learning structure and um I went home to my parents I think I was about 14 or 15 or whatever and I said to them I want to I want to leave school and I want to do hairdressing mm. um and I'd, I'd briefly done a stint plumbing for a couple of weeks um, before that, and that didn't work out for me. <laughs> um, they actually suggested as well that I should do hair, not plumbing. Really? <laughs> yeah, did they? Yeah. yeah. yeah so How did it come to that realisation? I think because I had the gel spikes like really high and, you know, it was that sort of time. And you were mad. So you liked your was, hair? like? Oh, yeah, I liked doing my yeah. hair. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I think they were just giving me a bit of shit. So, yeah, um, yeah and I, I basically went home and said that um, I'm thinking of doing this and Mum sort of said to me, like, if you're going to go work anywhere, you need to go speak to Tom, Tom Donato with Young Hair and because yeah. they're sort of family friends and stuff like that. So the rest is history. I walked in there, um, got a haircut off Tom and walked out with a part-time job and started pretty much straight away. Incredible. So you started with the part-time job and now you're business partners. Yep. That's crazy, isn't it? Yep. So he's seen the whole journey. The whole journey. I think it's... You've, any, you've never worked anywhere else? Uh, uh, when I qualified, I worked in the UK for a couple of years at okay. Headmasters. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. in full and Broadway. Yeah. How did the hair, how did you decide hair? Like, what what was that moment? To be honest, it wasn't it wasn't like I loved hair. I just really hated school, so I was happy to sort of like. <laughs> but just going home and being like, "Mum, this is what I want to do." Yeah, like, you just. It just yeah. sort of. Ha- I think I think a friend at the time she was doing hair, and I was like, "Cool, let's do it together." And she didn't follow through, but I did, and. Um, it just sort of, I've, I've really fell in love with hairdressing when I started working in the, you know, it wasn't like yep. I was going out to, you know, I wanted to play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to be the next Michael Jordan, but, um, didn't get past five foot. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, genetics really? got you there. You're taller than that. Huh? <laughs> five foot two. Yeah. <laughs> now for sure. Um, I think like when I reflect on my story and Lee's is the same, it's like we're 
very similar in that way. Like, yeah. I didn't really know I wanted to do hair until I was in it. And then it's like opens up a whole new world, yeah. you know. And then you start discovering, I guess, like through the likes of Tom and yeah. people who have been successful and you're around them. And, you know, obviously success in the in the meaning of the word as it is for you. But mm-hmm. um, it kind of opens your eyes to the opportunities that are available within it and how it kind of helps form you as a person, I guess, you know. Yeah. That's the good thing about hair. Yeah, it was awesome. Like it's just being a part of a team and it's sort of everyone was like-minded and I was hanging out and they were older than me and it was they were showing me the world and you know what I mean? Like some yeah. not so good things, some good things and just wanted to be around that um sort of team I guess yeah. like that atmosphere it was mm. sort of electric yeah. and you and you you get quite a big a strong bond with um when you're an apprentice with your seniors and stuff like that it's yeah. it's pretty cool yeah. and I still look up to them today mm. like mm. they've all some of them have left the industry and doing other things and um I met my wife Danny there as well she was an apprentice at the same time as well so yeah. we're both you know 16 15 year old kids Beautiful. scrubbing the floors and stuff and that's you know, mad, isn't it? To see the journey story. now. Yeah, and now we're married and got a kid, and yeah, amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Kind of hair, like hair has kind of <laughs> yeah. started. That. Hair was the catalyst to yeah. where you're at now with your whole life. I yes, guess. Um, yeah. I think that's something that you talk about a lot, isn't it? How it, it blends so many mediums together. Yeah, like that's yeah, something yeah. That I hear you say a lot. Is like, yeah, that how it just pulls so many things in life together. The hair industry, and yeah. it's such yeah. a like, like it's such a non-formal environment. Yeah, and like you know, for someone who I didn't like school either. I wasn't really about it. It's not that I was bad at it. I could have been good at it if I liked it or cared about it, but I didn't care about it. And I think having that awareness early on that it actually doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, ah, okay. You can be successful without it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, for us, you know, in the education space, it's like when we teach, we don't want to make it super formal. It's important to get certain elements right, Mm -hmm. but it's the environment that it's delivered in is different. And I think that's the good thing about the salon. Mm. Mm. vibe and the, the barbershop kind of environment it's very expressive and relaxed and yeah you know you kind of find yourself in, in them in them areas i guess you know? yeah so yeah for, from there i guess so you, you said you went to the uk for a few years yeah so we qualified and um we wanted to sort of see the world and all that sort of stuff so you know typical australians we go straight to london yeah. and yeah so you we went together yeah we went together incredible we, incredible um, we didn't resign. We sort of took a leave. What is it? Like a leave of whatever. Um, and because uh, we're always going to go back to the company when we came back. It was no, never a doubt. We just didn't know how long we we're going to stay overseas for. So we did the two years there and worked at Headmasters in Fulham Broadway, which was pretty cool. And um, Zoe Irwin at the time was the creative director, which is one of the big reasons why we wanted to work there. Like Danny and I, I like, like really like admired her and um or still admire her and um yeah we got to work closely with her which was really cool and yeah it was it was very different um working in the uk as it was to um in australia so that was sort of was really sort of like we're working for a salon that had 20 something salons and i think now they've got like 50 so it's like a big machine you know what i mean so it was um so different to like a small little company like ziang you know what i mean so we learn a lot um about how business is run and you know stuff like that so it was cool that's awesome i think that traveling experience like having the experience of seeing things in a different country and a different um i guess a different culture and different way of operating really opens your mind up to Mm -hmm. to everything sure it did and i think before that in terms of our hairdressing ability we were we're like we're quite successful and stuff like that with a couple of awards and stuff like that and i guess my approach to hair was more sort of organic and working in the UK 
really I sort of went back to like structure yeah. and it taught me a lot of structure yeah. like fundamentals and things like that so it was really cool from being quite freestyle and then like now I can mash them together and I feel like that's I, I owe it to the that type of learning that we got in the UK amazing you agree? So, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, when I was doing my apprenticeship, everything was so structured. So structured. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I guess the time that I came into it as well, the straight hair thing came in and like everything just had to be so cleanly sectioned and so tightly blow yeah. dried. Everything was just so structured, you know. And that was the thing when um, I noticed when I came to Australia in 2011, the hair was still quite like on that more organic and natural side. Yeah. You know, like... Um, quite a bit more beachy and bit mm-hmm. more, people appreciating their textures more and I think I feel like it's only getting stronger now which yeah. is great mm-hmm. yeah. it's really good mm-hmm. absolutely so um, in terms of pivotal moments in your career so far like mm. prior to like where you're at right now you know like say yeah. at what point did it take a turning point and you said to yourself alright I'm going to be aiming to be Australian hairdresser of the year mm. um, I've, I've always sort of been quite sort of competitive um whether it be like basketball or sports or whatever it is I sort of I'm all in I'm that type of person um but I'm only sort of a competitive against myself I never really like look at what other people are doing or um so for me I think it's just been inbuilt like if I'm like at the gym or if I'm running or if I'm you know um it was just something that like I got addicted to photo shoots and um you know creativity and stuff like that and I think for me a pivotal moment was it's sort of ongoing I'm like if I'm going to do this I may as well be good at it mm. be really good at it yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and I still don't think that I've hit hit my straps yet I feel like I've got a lot of work to do to you know I'm still learning every day and um there's there's so many flaws in my game right now that um you know, I still need to put in a lot of work. That's exciting though, isn't it? Yeah, it's really that, exciting. That's that, the best part. We talk about that all the time. I want to stay there. I want to stay in that yeah. band, you know. I don't really ever want to get to a point where I'm like, right, I yeah. feel great at everything, you know. Yeah, like, nah. There's something to, to be said for staying in that lane. Yeah. Just like knowing that there's always something else. Oh, there's do, so many know? other areas. It's so exciting that way. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, so for me, I think... It was nice getting Australian hairdresser of the year last year and all that. So I, sometimes I feel like a bit of a fraud, you know what I mean? Because I'm not perfect in all areas, you know what I mean? Mm. But I don't think you need to be as well. Mm. And I think like you got to be a bit easy on yourself sometimes. Mm. I think that's part of, of it though, that honesty and that humility of it is part of being Australian hairdresser of the year, you know, to pass that message on too. You yeah. Know? I think I think the wrong message would be I'm perfect at everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's what we really need yeah. right now. Nah. <laughs> There's no such thing. There's very, no such thing, yeah. It's yeah. very relatable like to have someone like yourself as Australian hairdresser of the year, you know. It, to me, that makes more sense. Oh. Than to look at something that's like unrealistic or, you yeah. know, it's, and I would prefer to, I'd aspire to be like you more than somebody who was saying, oh, I'm perfect and I do everything great <laughs> and this and this and this. Because um, I, I think in, in younger years, that's kind of how I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see that that's something so out of reach and like, oh, I just have to be perfect at everything. Yeah. They must not do anything wrong, you know, yeah. they kind of run with that, that narrative as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, and a lot of the time too, like, you got to be open to taking the criticism as well. Like a lot of people don't like hearing where they've gone wrong or, you know, but I think if you want to be successful in anything, you got to be willing to take, like if my photographer says that that's not cool or whatever, you take it and you yeah. fix it or, you know, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of the time people get so, I guess, caught up in themselves that, yeah. you know, you miss the big picture, you know? Mm-hmm. You push the ego out of the way sometimes. Eh? You have to, you do. There's yeah. no, yeah leave that one at the door Mm -hmm. yeah 100% that's something that we're always toying with too and it's 
especially in the ed- more educational space, it's mm-hmm. like you have to be a student as much as you are a teacher, you know? Yeah. Just listening more than speaking, you know? Yeah. It's like two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah, I get in trouble <laughs> with that all the time. <laughs> and it's like, you know, one thing that we always talk about is like having better examples because not even like the role models and we touched on this with jack as well in the last podcast but i don't even really like the whole word role model Mm. because it's like it's assuming that it's kind of implying that like you're putting on an act like Mm -hmm. that it's yeah it's a an act whereas like it's living your life by example and i think you know um how you kind of use that year of or you know in a couple next week it could be two years yeah um Who knows? Um, but how you use that time is important, and what your what message you're spreading as well, and yeah, what message are you trying to give to the industry? Yeah, you know? I think that's that's something I've really focused on in the last twelve months. After it was like, what what are we putting out there, and um, like what what message are we? Me and Danny, we look at ourselves as one brand. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we that's what we are, and um, we've always sort of you know we we grew up with like you know, want to be as humble as possible and we give everyone an opportunity. Um, our team means everything to us and I think they feel that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And even like working with you guys, like I love what you guys are about. And it's about who you associate yourself with as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Does it align with our brand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this align with your brand? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So these are things that I never really thought about um, until quite recently really, just sort mm-hmm. of, but I think it, it helps with that message that you're putting out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if your values are the same as my values, hmm. then we're yeah. going to get along really, really well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're going to make a difference in this industry. 100%. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We talk a lot about that, getting the values right. Um, mm-hmm. Even throughout all things, you know, in, in the salon culture, in the business culture, everything, yeah. getting those values right um, for the for the greater good is really important. And yeah. then when they align with industry peers, it's, it's, it's even stronger. Yeah, it's, that's it's when it's magic. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we need to do now. I think there's probably been a little bit in the past of like every man for himself or every kind of salon for himself. You know? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's all those big names and then they just stay very separate, you know. But yeah. I think it needs to, we need to collaborate a little more and kind of, yeah, move move us on to a new There's definitely a shift. Like, I think it's, you know, it's definitely, this is where it's going. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We are talking about it earlier. So, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting. It's exciting times ahead. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, like, how, how did that feel, though? You know, like, when you, when they called your name, and obviously it was over. Yeah, it was a Zoom, right? I think. A Zoom or something. Yeah. But, like, was it as you expected it to be or was it, it was, a bit underwhelming was it overwhelming what how did it feel oh uh, I, I was i was actually quite calm throughout that day um and as soon as it started like getting closer to that category i, I probably will next week as well the nerves start kicking in and, yeah yeah um it was almost like i think someone caught it on um on camera actually which is i'm so grateful that they did um because I get to like go back and look and look at that moment. I was just like shitting myself, like <laughs> like just packing it. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was in with the shot, um, which is nice, but you never know what's going to happen. But I just remember I just sort of I was squinting like this and um, like like I, I didn't want to hear. It was sort of like you know when you're looking through your eyes yeah. and scaring me. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. But um, and then when they they called your name out, it was just. It was everything I'd hoped for. It was, um, yeah, you can see the moment. Like, I was just like yeah, in disbelief. It was like an emotional moment. It was massive. It was, it was, massive. It was having the team there with you. And, it was that. And marking it, was, it as an occasion type of thing. Yeah. You know? It was everything like all the hard work over all the years. Like everyone only sees, I guess, 
that when you when you win something, but they don't see how hard you work behind the doors. You know what I mean, like closed doors. And yeah. like I've been grinding for a long time, and you know my mum had seen it, and you know it was you know it was pretty pretty nice. Mm. It was a special moment. Well, that's the biggest like accolade you can really take out, isn't it? And it's like yeah, it's kind of the the acknowledgement too, and you know after yeah. all, like you said, the grind. You know you you think back probably in a moment like that to like when you were scrubbing the floors with Danny, yeah. and then like you know. You went to London and you did your time there and then you came back and you had yeah. the fame team experience as well. Well, that was, I was saying before, and congratulations, Lee. Thank you. Finals for fame team. Um, that year really, that 2017 year on the fame team really gave me the confidence to sort of go and into entering for Australian. And um, it was, that was a massive, massive years. There's some stuff going on at home and there's some, you know, that we we're dealing with and, it gave me the opportunity to sort of focus on something and focus on my career and I owe everything to the fame team. It was so good. And yeah. just some of the, the mentors like Trevor Sorby, some of the things and how raw and honest he was, like with his like his story and stuff, like I hold that with me forever. And yeah. He's been there for a long time, hasn't he? Oh, the man's what a legend. Yeah. And it was it was sick. It was the best thing. And it gave me that confidence. Like I used to struggle with um, stuff like this I still struggle yeah, a little bit yeah. you know what I mean and like platform work and all that sort of stuff and having that belief am I good enough am I you know mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. a lot of hairdressers do but yeah that year that fame team year gave me that confidence amazing yeah mm -hmm. for sure I think like at a certain point like we we are a bit like that sometimes too where it's like okay well are we really fully confident in what we're doing but then we're like okay we have to just embody the role yeah and that's the only time I say like the role thing because in a way that is a part of our lives and we can't be imposters in our own mind in that mm -hmm. in that scenario so it's like all right well embody it you know this is who you are you have a message to share and and i think that's what it's what it's all about in, in them situations but sometimes you just need that encouragement yeah that's the best thing about fame team you know like i i personally think is just it does give people the the platform doesn't it to, mm. to then go on and do great things you're probably the best example of that so far it really has it really does and i was with Meme yesterday, one of my um, fame team members, and the bond you have with your team and stuff like that, you have that Incredible. forever. Do yeah, you know what I mean, like it's it's really special. Incredible. No, oh, definitely. Incredible. So going forward now, like I guess bringing it more to the current day. Mm -hmm. Um, what's next for 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 Jamie Furlan? What's what's um, in the all new salon things like that? So at the moment we're working and we're re relocating our salon to Smith Street. So that's a big one. I want to take my team there and um, just do something that we're really proud of. You know what I mean? And um, in terms of like photographic, I want to do as much of that as possible. That's, I live for that. I love it. Um, so I'll keep entering the awards, um, keep probably get more into an editorial sense. I've really enjoy, enjoyed that side of it over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is like really grow my team and just yeah. focus on their learning and um, their development. I've got like seven staff at the minute and um, I just want to see them succeed now. Like, yeah, yeah like the Carly's and, you know, the Zoe's and the Crystal's and stuff like that. I want to see them with their name in lights too now. So Incredible. I think that's what you've got to start doing. You know, once you get to a point, you've got to pass the baton on. And, mm. 100%. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like for us at the academy. You know, it's kind of us doing it in our own way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it only seems right. It's, I feel like it's really important for me at this point in my career. I really need it. You know, mm -hmm. I think just the salon work alone is not, it's not enough. No, yeah. no, just, just in terms, I mean, I've said it on podcasts before, just in terms of the value that I feel that I can bring, 
not just in skill but in mindset as well you know like i think it's important to be that person to be mm-hmm. that mentor and example for, yeah for other people coming through do you find um say like obviously when you win such a big accolade and you own the salon and you're, you're in a leadership position right like mm-hmm. so how do you find that how do you find being in a leadership position um i think i, I i'm not any different to like me at work to me right here or so I, i'm pretty much what you see is what you get i don't yeah. really change i don't have I, everyone says i got a different hat i've got this only wear one yeah um but yeah I, I don't really cross those together and probably, sometimes it probably gets me in a bit of trouble because i'm the same person like i'm you know um but more often than not i feel like when i'm with my team they respect me for being me and like just the way i am and um I'm, i work hard in the salon like i'm i pick up the broom i mop the floor we've been flooded recently um yeah. we're working at the bottom of bieber academy so we've i've been sucking up i've never knew a water vacuum existed but i've been mm. sucking up water oh, like, we've, we've seen them yeah, yeah because um, <laughs> yeah we got flooded a couple of times yeah, yeah so it's i mean you just you just get in there and do it and just one of the team members really so we don't yeah. we don't have any tears or anything like that i think that's really nice like you know it keeps it so relatable as well yeah uh, yeah. that's a good example like that um, I think if they see you working hard and doing stuff like I, I could never tell someone to do something that I was never gonna do myself exactly yeah. do you know what I mean I yeah. feel like I'm right. saying you know you gotta lead from the front you really do you yeah. know if you're not willing to do it how do you expect anyone else around you to do it it's just yeah. it's just the end of the story yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, it's like a, a culture thing you know it's like I feel like we're obviously going through this big issue in the industry now with that great resignation type thing yeah. happening and yeah looking for people to join your team and it's like you know people constantly uh, ask me like you know i'm looking for team members this and this Mm -hmm. it's like i always ask why like so why do you need them and it's like you know if your culture isn't developed in a certain way like how are you going to attract the right people to be around you and then when they do come around you how are you going to behave yeah are you going to show up as an example you're going to show up as a warning sign you know yeah it's like that type of thing and like you getting on your knees and sucking water out of the salon yeah. <laughs> as Australian hairdresser of the year just shows them okay like this is just this is what I got to do because like this is the thing yeah. right like we always say as well you have to work hard yeah like there's no like there's no secrets around it like you have to just work hard and that comes in all shapes forms and sizes mm-hmm. like just because you you can't be precious enough to think that I'm I'm Australian hairdresser of the year so like you should be doing this for me you, yeah, know, like, yeah. you can't be that way it's nah. just no. it doesn't because really ultimately you know it's that doesn't fly to, anymore that's old school that, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's great to have the title right like it's nice yeah. to have the title of that and like yeah. you know we won competitions and we've done this and that but it doesn't fundamentally change who you are as a person mm-hmm. you know like whether you won that or not like Jamie Farland would still be Jamie Farland still doing you know? yeah no nah, it's you know yeah. I think now especially like being in in Bieber Academy at the moment because our space isn't ready yet it's it's kind of refreshing um you know, because we're, we're hanging out with the barbering students and stuff like that, and they're coming over and they're having chats and stuff like that, and it's um, it's been it's been really kind of nice, and you know, it's humbling as well. Like I was saying to you, oh, cool. I did a fifteen dollar haircut, yeah, um, the other week, yeah. <laughs> um, because at the at the front of Bieber Academy, it's got you know fifteen dollar haircuts, and we got our little banner there, and I did a consultation, like sat down with this girl and gave her a wild haircut. I felt. And then we went to go pay and I said the price and she just looked at me like, oh my God. And I was like, I thought it was 15 bucks. That's what it says on the, on the sign. And I was like, you're right. hundred percent. It's 15 bucks. It's done. And it felt so good. 
yeah. to do that. Yeah. And sometimes you got to do that though, to make yourself. I didn't realize. Yeah, it felt so good, and yeah. I didn't know. I was like, just made this girl's day. Yeah. Like it was awesome. We we talk about that a lot. Like obviously we've gone through some like pricing restructures and things like that this year, but like we talk about how good would it be just to charge nothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like sometimes something gets lost in the transaction. You know, when when yeah. money's involved. Yeah, you imagine if it was just all right. It's nothing. It's cost nothing today. It. I've, I've chosen to be here, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to have a great connection. Yeah. I think there's something to be said there. Like maybe we could, you know, I'm gonna say all business owners would hate that, but you know, maybe we can give back or something like there's that. Something it felt, there, it felt, it felt yeah. right. There's definitely something yeah. to tap into there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm kind of in the process of filtering down my days at the shop. Yeah. So now I only do like two days. I might do 10, 15 clients a week max. But like I put my prices up by almost double. Yeah. And like, you know, for your clients, that's worrying. Yeah. Because they're like, and I like Lee and I always say, this is the cheapest we're ever going to get now. Yeah. Like you can't go back down. No, no, no. Like as your time becomes more valuable, yeah. the price goes up, right? So, but I've been saying to my clients in the last kind of week or so, I was like, my next pricing increase is going to be to zero. And they're like, what do you mean it's like well in like a, in six months time or in a year's time when all of the other elements of our business are working to make me enough money like that i just need to I'll survive just do this for the love of it uh, if i want to cut your hair i'll just cut your hair i don't need not because i need the money to cut your hair yeah that's cool you know and that's why like if i want to just cut someone's hair i'll hang out with them i'll do something for education i'll make it purposeful for other people and that's we started offering like shadowing as a as yeah a i saw that it's cool because it's like you know we want that to be multi-beneficial. Like, you know, there can be somebody watching, somebody getting the haircuts, enjoying their time. Mm -hmm. You know, they're getting the product that they want. Um, That's something interesting we try and do as well. It's like, how, how much value can we spread in different directions? You know, because that's value going both ways. And mm. we've had a couple of people sort of be like, screw their nose up and be like, oh, is that going to work? Like, because mm. they feel like it's taken away from the, the customer's experience. Yeah, yeah. But then I think you got to just, decide what what product do you deliver in there you know again i've said it before you know there's a thousand ways we could live this life we've just lived it this way this is just one mm. same with the hairdresser the the customer experience um it can be done that way if mm. your clients are if your customers are ready for it i think they'd be you know, down for but it if, if, yeah and, and and i think if you get the message across right and you're trying to bring value in both ways because then they could go oh but that's your customer. It's like, yeah, but they're paying me X amount. The person behind you shadowing you is essentially paying you more than the person in the chair. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, both, you're both my customer yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. You're yeah. both my client here and I'm trying to deliver value to you, to you and for me. Yeah. So it's an interesting concept. Hard, hard to get your head around, but... Um, but I guess yeah. the main point, the main point in all of that between the three of us having our input there is like, it's not about the money. No. You know? No, ultimately, I, I, like you need, you need to make it make sense. For well, your you, you got overheads. You got, you know, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, like you were saying, it doesn't pay the rent to do fifteen other haircuts every, know, every day. No, it's not viable. But, but once I in think, a while, why yeah, not? that fuzzy feeling I think was yeah. I think giving back something like that, something to be, there's something to be said there. How we can work 100%. that out? I, I, you I know really what that like is? That. It's like a dissolution of the ego to a degree. Yeah, you know, you're kind of letting go of the fact that like. You know, in that moment, you had two choices. You're like, well, I could just, just be like, no, that's what it was. That's the price. Yeah. And then you, know, you can let like the ego get in the way and be like, yeah, you know, you could have been, I'm Jamie Farland. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> and I'm, it makes me laugh saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's that, that, I am me. <laughs> <laughs> but like that just shows like the relatability yeah. and, and the humility that you have as, and that's a great example for anybody yeah. in the industry, you know, and, and for your team to see that. 
Yeah. You know, and to be like, wow, Jamie, like, you know, because they're, they're all probably aspire to do great things in hair too. And mm. like, you know, it's, it's showing them that like, no matter what heights you reach, you're still ultimately the same person, like yeah. fundamentally. Yeah. What, what sort of traits do you look for? Say someone fr- fresh, fresh out, like coming, you know, 16, 17, 18, whatever age they are, they want to come and work for you. Like um, in this day and age, what, what are you looking for? Like, is there anything that stands uh, out to you? To be honest, I just, just, I'm looking for a, a good person, just mm. like, you know, and just some work ethic mm. um, and just someone that's open to being coached. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like right now the team that we've got is the best team we've had in a long time. It's, Amazing. it's awesome. Amazing. Because we all work for each other. Like mm. we all work hard for each other. Like yeah. if someone's running behind, we'll jump in and help blow dry or like we, yeah. we, mm. we you know, and that's the, that's the culture we want to build. Yeah. And, um, you know, we scrap all ego aside and you know incredible we all work hard for each other and you can see it and clients have commented on it of late as well like um yeah we're just all all in for each other and that's that's something it's hard to build that because you might have three people that are like that but two want to fly solo and that makes it hard Mm. but at the moment we've got all um all in which is amazing Amazing. it's such a good place to to be at, at the minute and it, it doesn't happen all the time like that it's, no. sometimes you got to get lucky like i think luck luck's a big thing yeah you know and the same thing before we just say winning in Australian, a lot of it's luck too yeah you got to get a bit lucky i guess yeah. okay. you know I, I i've got a funny kind of relationship with luck myself and you know obviously being irish luck at the irish yeah you know? yeah yeah um but i kind of like to use the word fortunate there instead mm-hmm. because like luck is something that like just completely happens without any intention. Like you don't put out any yes. intention into it. But when you're actually, you know, in a roundabout way, then people come to you for a reason you put at that, that particular in. time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of putting a little bit of trust back in the universe to a degree. But like what the message, what you're trying to say there is totally makes sense because we talk about that too with area. And it's like, yeah. it's very fortunate or lucky that like we had the team that we've had up to this point and yeah. it's like trying to now maintain a culture after five or six years yeah very tough mm. yeah very, it's a tough exercise it's actually draining yeah and it's like if you don't have the right cogs in the system mm-hmm. it's almost like having the weeds in the garden you know yeah like you have bad you things know? are holding you back and you can't get to it yeah yeah everyone has to be in together like mm-hmm. and, and everyone has got to, be, got to be clear on the mission and the, mm. and like what you stand for as, as a brand i guess yeah I guess that's like we were talking about earlier. It's getting harder and harder now, though, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. we're in the, the age of the uh, the specialist and the personal brand, and yeah. you know, yeah, it's hard to cultivate a team who's all in going in the same direction. Yeah, it's it's yeah. funny. Like aside, I, I hear about it from hairdressers all over the place that like people are losing staff and all that sort of stuff, and it's it's you know it's it's just something that's happening. It's it's yeah. It's, yeah why why is it happening? And, um, did we have too much time to think or yeah. what is it weren't, weren't we happy or I don't know um, I feel like our industry I'm kind of very early into my career yeah. but like my mum has had a salon for the last 30 years and I just feel like it, it's one of the only industries that doesn't keep up with inflation as much as any other industry and we're, we kind of act a little bit prehistoric in terms mm-hmm. of our approach to like how we innovate our systems you know like questioning the blueprint and i think it's important that we continue to do that i feel like that's a big issue in terms of attracting the younger generation to Mm -hmm. work as a hairdresser because why would they when they can just 
study crypto and yeah. try and make mm. money that way or they, they go on only fans and they just yeah. flash their body and make money you know it's yeah, like true it's like why would you want to stand mm. behind a chair and scrub the floors and do that kind of stuff you yeah know? It's, it's a difficult one and i think that's really nice the way that you kind of explained it you know that that culture and getting people on on the same journey i think that's how we've got to incentivize it to people i think yeah. what we've done and i don't know if it's through the, the tape system or what's happened but we've broken it we've monetized it down so much to like money yeah you know this haircut will get you this amount of money you do this 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 in a week and this is what you're going to make mm. you know i think that's what's happened to our industry i had a conversation with a client the other day his mate usually cuts his hair from home and he said oh you know my boy oh, he, he hates working in the salon you know he makes loads of money at home and this that, that. and i was like it was like how and i was telling a bit about our journey and what we do and the value we try to break and he said how would you get him to come back into the salon um and I said, well, it depends how he's motivated. If he's only motivated by money, there's no way. There's no way I, I can't get him back in the salon. But if he wants something more, then I've got an approach for him, you yeah. know, a, a kind of common goal and a, and a culture and, and grown as human beings and where we can take everything. So maybe that's how we re-incentivize it to the youngsters. I agree with you. And, and, and maybe, you know, it's kind of like the guys like yourself and us, you know, it's. I think this is where I love now being able to put out the work that we put out it's showing people what we can do you mm-hmm. know it's it, as a human being there's more arms to you than just you're just a haircutter yeah you know yeah. even like this you know the podcast that we're doing today it's another form of media and creativity yeah just showing people look essentially some people look at us and go ah oh, you're just barbers you know but nah. but yeah. it's like there's there's more to the to the human um and i, I just love yeah what you're saying now i think the you know your power is nurturing the human and keeping it relatable and i think that's that's where we have to go with it like just you know grow your team and show them the side of hairdressing why why we fell in love with it from the first first place i think this year we've been locked down so much that we've we've forgotten about all the awesome stuff that we can be doing yeah do you know what i mean all the editorials all of like the shows all of the you know, there's, yeah. it's such a cool industry. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like people have forgotten about it. It's not, not really not. sold like that either. Like, I don't feel like it's sold like that, you know? I sit in yeah. on a lot of RTO meetings and stuff like that, and I just sometimes feel like they're missing the, the point, like, of, like, why would somebody want to come into our industry? And mm. it's it comes back to, like, good leadership, better yeah. examples. Yeah, I think we have to be better. Yeah. For, to attract people like we have to look at it we have to look at ourselves we have to be honest with ourselves and we're like what what message am i putting out there what's our brand um you know and i think if you if you're not holding on to stuff i think you have to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day like it's hard to say but like there's something's not working here. Yeah, he's, like, he totally agree you totally know and agree. no one wants to do that like it's hard to do that and, and that that i think limits a lot of people on change in general change is painful isn't it mm. you know like it's hard to look it is painful to look yourself in america mm-hmm. maybe it's me yeah you know? and it's, 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 it's painful done, to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, think, over my journey I've, I've 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 been there i've had whole teams leave over my, over my period like where it's just been me danny and like one other person yeah and yeah, we're like i think we've rebuilt five times like yeah, yeah. people don't see that like yeah. I, lo- I love the Gary Vee approach. Did you watch Gary Vee at all on, on yeah. YouTube? Amazing. He's a digital media sort of entrepreneur in America, but he, he's he got a staff of about 300 people working for him. And he's like, everything is my fault. Mm-hmm. Everything. He was like, I hired them. I put them in the position. I yeah. let them do what they do. You know, yeah. and he's like, 
I've lived my life to now to be the example to them that they now are. He was like, everything's my fault. Mm -hmm. So that, but that's like radical. That's extreme. The yeah. extreme end of being like, you know, <laughs> looking yourself in the mirror. But yeah. like, it's powerful. It's such, such a important exercise. Yeah, I sure. think in our industry, we we undersell ourselves a lot in terms of the value that we bring. And like, I think looking past just our skills as hairdressers or barbers and it's the impact we can make and when i've been in those meetings and they're looking to solve the problem of having more people join the industry it's like well what are you showing them mm. what are, what you are they saying to, yeah. what are you trying to inspire them with and like i and it's not to just plug us as a business but i was like we need to go and talk to these barber students they need to hear about our story yeah. and hairdressing like people who are getting into hairdressing they need to hear about your story mm -hmm. and like why do you get up in the morning? Like, why are you getting up in the morning to go and spend your time with that team? No matter how much money you give somebody, if it's like, if they're, someone's getting a thousand dollars a week or they're getting $2,000 a week, if they're getting two grand a week to like be in a shit environment, they're not going to want to stay yeah. in that environment. And that's the thing, like all this, all this stuff aside, like I wake up every day and I, and I love going to work with my team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Incredible. And that's the best. Incredible. Like that's 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 living right there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes like, it takes, and it doesn't matter where I'm working out of, like yeah. whether I'm in Beaver Academy or where I'm here, it's like Yeah, yeah it's the people. I, I get to like that that's the people and it's not the four walls around you. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like I I seriously do, I adore everyone in my shop. Amazing. You know what I mean? Amazing. And yeah. yeah, I think they feel that too, you know. And when yeah. they feel that, you know. Yeah. That's 100%. when they work for you and they'll work hard for you and you work hard for them and yeah. It's a two-way street, isn't it? And oh, it's so easy. I think it's the it's it's remembering the human side of things, you know, like yeah. it's the connecting to the to the humans and like understanding that they're more important than the machine. Yeah. Because without them the machine doesn't operate. Yeah. You know? And I think that's where it gets a bit mis con kind of misconstrued a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about that with Jack and it's like a lot of the time when people own a business, they don't really understand that they're becoming a leader like yeah. they're, they're now stepping into a leadership position and you don't sign up for that when you start a business you're just thinking i just want to make more money for myself yeah but then you realize okay i've actually got to be a good leader here and show up as a good example and that can be very overwhelming mm -hmm. and a lot of the time you know working off the old systems and i don't know if you agree with this mm -hmm. this is a very interesting uh, kind of way of thinking that old apprenticeship system where you know people have had bad bosses. I'm pretty sure anybody who's been in the industry for longer than 10 years has had one shit experience at a salon, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, has to have. Oh yeah. And you're made scrub the floors, you're talked like you're a piece of shit, you mm -hmm. know, and it's all just generational trauma that's just passed on, you know, like, and they don't solve the problem. They don't st stop it here. You know, it's almost like somebody's, if you're re related to life, it's like somebody's dad beat them up or something mm -hmm. and they just pass it on to the, their to son. The next, yeah. And then their son passes it on to the next. It's like, where does that end? Mm -hmm. And I think COVID might have been like the fucking finish line for that kind of shit. Yeah. And now we're moving into a new space, a yeah, new, in yeah. new industry going forward. I think it's time to start thinking outside of the parameters that worked before. Because what happened before, we're actually in a different world now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone realizes it fully yet, but we're operating in a different landscape going forward out of COVID. Mm -hmm. And it's about keeping, the, it's, it's, it's more than just numbers now. Because yeah. money is just numbers on a screen. Really. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the connection. It's like, you know, I remember the early days of area, it was just the excitement and the, to go to work and to be there and to see the work around me mm -hmm. happening and like the boys doing these haircuts and it was, it was exciting. And somewhere along the line, that kind of got a bit lost, just to be totally honest. Yeah. You know, and like maybe it's because of me, like I've developed as a person 
the environment changed, the world changed. And like, it's important for us as leaders now, like now I've grown to that leadership position and it's like, okay, well now it's about like, maybe it's time to move on to something else. Mm. You know, like at a certain point it's, it's just maybe Yeah. To make that okay as well. Um, yeah, it's really interesting like that. But I think something else as well, like touching on the apprenticeship thing. I mean, I, I went through the traditional apprenticeship thing. I did, it, it's almost like you just need to re, it needs totally reinventing, you know? Mm. I, I think there's something to be said for going through the hard yards. If someone doesn't have a bit of work ethic, you know, maybe you can teach a little bit of work ethic into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but something, there's something to be said for those years done. And I, I say it to the, the lads at work all the time who've been only doing it two or three years. And I say, look, the, the best thing I could have ever done is just, enjoying just strapping in for the journey you know mm-hmm. i say that to them and they, they kind of want to get to what me and owen are doing you know next week they're like oh i just want to be like you just want to be like you it's yeah like, dude i take you 10 years you know yeah. it took me 10 years to really get to a point where i kind of started to feel like all right i'm making some ground here you know yeah, yeah. and i was like look the the the, the best the fr- most freeing thing you can do if you're really about hair strap in and enjoy the journey yeah yeah because then it, do, it doesn't have to take them 10 years though that's no, the thing it, it if, they, if they really tune into it yeah the 10 years it took for us could take them two years yeah, yeah. they could fly through. you know if they applied themselves in a certain way yeah. they would show up think, like that mm-hmm. i think the next step yeah for 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 the, particularly people in our kind of our circle is like it's just the mindset shift i think if mm-hmm. they freed the mind like that things would just happen way faster for them yeah they start to see all the different opportunities and go you know what Maybe I'll just stop the pressure here so much and look at this, look at that, look at that. And then it just grows a human, grows a professional. And I think that's kind of where I see it going, mm. for sure. Mm. I yeah, I think the kind of apprenticeship model maybe needs to just be re-looked at yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it should be. Um, like, I think the whole nurturing thing and I think connection, I think that was the key word there I took from that, is that, mm. that if, you want, if you want success now, it's connection. Mm. Is yeah, that what success means to you? Like, is that? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm how not, how I'm would not, you define it? Like, how would you? Define I'm not money driven. I'm not. Yeah. You know, which is probably why. That's why <laughs> anyway. we do. That's why we do hair. Isn't yeah. It's never been something that's driven. But now, obviously, with a kid, um, and wife, and a mortgage, like it's definitely something that I need to have in the background. But it's definitely the connection. Like, I think um, that's success to me. I reckon. Yeah. How does the family life tie into your into uh, your professional career now? Like, is it changed anything? Oh, or? it's like I always say, my the best job in the world, like, is being a father to my daughter. She's just like Incredible. the best thing ever, and I'm yeah. I feel guilty for saying that. You know, the last two years of being in lockdowns, like, kind of like love the quality time I've got with her because yeah. there's no way that we'd yep. be home as a family in a normal sort of. Yep like structure so and that's such a beautiful thing I yeah. again like the last two years again putting us putting the human first isn't it yeah you know? and i think that's like, where my mind shifted it's now it's like okay we need to adjust these hours um we don't do late nights we do the latest night we do is seven thirty. beautiful um because family is important what's more important exactly that's that's really actually quite deep you know, you know like, I mean? it's, it's good like yeah that's the beauty of lockdown like it really yeah. taught us that stuff and what's important and it's going to be hard you can't go back from that now like no. that's that's our that's our value yeah do you know Absolutely. what I mean once so, your values change like that yeah how can you go and back we want again? our team to go home and have dinner with their partners or whatnot you know what yeah. I mean and yeah you know like you know. that and, and that's exactly it you know trying to be a good human and nurture good humans yeah 
I, I can imagine taking that from someone, you mm. know, that's, that's just that, going exactly against yeah. what I say I'm trying to do. So. We've been foot soldiers yeah, for so long in, in yeah. our industry. And I yeah. think like that exploitation type of mindset is, it has to change yeah. somewhere along the line. I don't think you need to bust your gut like 12 hours a day or whatever, like, you know what I mean? In that, in that, and I'm probably like, there'll probably be a lot of business owners that won't like hearing that, but like, you would how greedy do we need to be? Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. as long as you can cover your, you know, things in. But that's where the resentment starts from like your team members is if when they can't spend that time with their family. It's they, important. And it starts with you. Like imagine you're at work until 9 and 10 p.m. and you're I thinking about your it. daughter. Yeah. You know, like it's not, there's more important things in, in life. And for it, sure. At the start, it's, you know, you, you see, you see the wave, you know, at, mm. at the start, it's like, all right, got something to prove. I'm going to work so yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, once you hit that kind of peak, it's like, Oh, what now? Yeah, well, I'm not really yeah, enjoying def- this anymore. Something but. definitely shifted <clears throat> the last, like, through this, like, last twelve months. Like, yeah. our mindset towards things, and I think, yeah, connection, um, and just you know, family time. You you, you don't get those years back. No, do you know what I mean, no, you don't. don't. Like, she's three now. It's like it's nuts. Yeah, like you don't get that. Just have to have another one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some time back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm totally like. I'm thinking about my future now in that mm-hmm. regard, right? Like I'm 28 now and like, I'd love to have a baby before I'm 30 or like mm-hmm. around 31. And like, I'm working really hard now. So to put that foundation. That, that's going to be my number one. Like when I'm a dad, like that's my number one thing. Yeah. Before, before anything, like mm-hmm. that's what I need to be prioritizing. Yeah. So like, if that means I have to work extra hard now. Then you yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I think that's where that generational trauma stops though with our age group. You know, I think for me, think like right. my honestly, love my dad to pieces. Love the way they brought me up. But the one thing I would disagree with what they said. They told me work comes before everything, and mm. I would question that now. But that's what they've been told. That's what they were told, and so yeah. to me, I'm still dealing with it to this day. Like that's there in my head. Work yeah. comes before everything. You know, has it gotten in the way of relationships? I think it has. Mm. You know, does it get in the way of friendships? I think it does, because my value system is tied up in the work and being mm. good at what you do and this, that, the other. And, and for me, I, I always say, no, I'd go the other way. I'd like, I'd love to be a stay, stay at home dad one day. Mm. Imagine that, <laughs> like completely flip it, flip you know, around. just be like, you know what it is. It's like, I, I think like getting back to what you were saying a second ago, Jamie, about like most salon owners won't like to hear that being said, but I think, you know, too many salon owners just played a short game. They're just yeah. thinking about the money this week and next week. Mm. And they're not thinking about the long game. And if you, if you flip that mindset to like thinking about the future and building a better culture and a team that, you know, feel it, it like comes you value in them. In a weird way, yeah. Yeah, it comes, it comes back comes, around. It's, it's, yeah. it's putting them first, putting the important things first. Work yeah. doesn't come first. Like your family comes first. Obviously, if they don't take the piss, you know what I mean? But like, Yeah, I mean, and th- th- something that's super important that, that I learned from, the, from the, my father's generation and all that was the work ethic. I think that's something that they must be, like, they work their asses off. He's got hands like itch fingers like a sausage. Like, they just yes, got those, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've got, like, penis fingers. But um, <laughs> um, but the work ethic We're just going to cut that part out and just use it over and over again. Your penis fingers. Penis. 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 Oh. Speak for yourself. Oh, penis. Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> You did it. You just did me, you just did me wrong. <laughs> Fuck. That's going to be on the bloopers for sure. When you win next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it's HFA. Well done, penis fingers. Well done. Anyway. What's the secret? I lost my penis fingers. 
I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, you were saying about your dad's generation. Yeah, yeah. The, so work that, that work ethic. ethic that, that work ethic is something that you know, I, I guess that's instilled in me. But it's it's you got to find like you got to learn from the old. You know what I mean? Take what they've done, but we we can shift it a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? We still have to say we have to be grateful for what they've given us. Like, mm-hmm. like they work they work their asses off so that you know we could you know set us up in a house and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I want the I, I want that as well. Like it's it's funny we want to give them some of this, but we want to show them some of it, like mm-hmm. some of the new as well. And I think that's that's where we're gonna have that yeah. shift. Do you know what I mean? It's something we pride ourselves on a lot is like repackaging that that model and that idea you yeah. know and i think we, we've proved it to ourselves like we're hard-working dudes like, yeah you know we would i don't think we need to prove that to ourselves anymore you know yeah. it's, it's yeah. never no. going to be a case it's, of it's like not. not pulling our weight you know? no it's like you guys are working seven days a week yeah. doing this yeah. you're doing you know like, it's actually yeah. not that impressive anymore like t- when somebody tells me like that they've done like 100 haircuts in a week i'm like <laughs> I poor you. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you go. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're expecting a, like a trophy for it. You know, but it's no. like it's not about that. It's about the quality of how you spend your your time and your days. And I think that's yeah. the, your moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like picking your moments and understanding where your value scale is. Yeah, you know, like what comes first. Yeah, you know, like does spending time with your daughter come first? Of course it does. And I think that's where like our generation has a responsibility now to like utilize the amount of information that we have available to us at such an easy mm-hmm. such easily accessible information right like that our parents didn't have mm-hmm. so that's why i say like our parents would have been like work comes before everything mm. like in that generation that's what they were told they didn't have the information or the access to the information like no. they didn't have all these documentaries on netflix they didn't have people questioning the blueprint you know no no one did all these metrics and stats on mental health and physical mm. health and detrimental effects of this and that you know but it's like are we going to continue to ignore it or are we going to do something yeah. about it and you know we can only offer like help in our own field right like we can't it's like the whole thing um who said it Lee? it was about the climate change thing it was more go that no, wasn't it? Go that, yeah. yeah it's like look we can all agree that climate change is a bad thing right like but i'm not going to lose sleep over because i can't change it but I can do my part for it as long as I do. There's experts out there working on their thing. So I feel like, you know, in our position in our industry, you know, we have platforms. Everyone has a platform these days, whether you're at apprentice level or entry level or you're Australian hairdresser of the year. You have a platform. Your message is important and mm-hmm. how you deliver it and how you show up as an example, I think, is, is important. And yeah, I think that's there's a lot of power in, in the conversation, even like saying that to people who are listening. I think a lot of salon owners who would aspire to be like Jamie Furlan, like, you know, they should listen to that and take it on board and not just think about the numbers and the money. It's about the connection. It's about the team. It's about what legacy you're leaving behind, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the long game. When you think about long game, I think legacy, you know, like yeah. we want to leave legacy, you know, like we want to say, oh, area, that was the, they were, those were the guys who changed the industry you yeah. know, for, for better. For the left, for the better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I think as well, like I don't at the moment don't have to deal with the numbers side of things. So it's very easy for me to say what I've, what I've said. Um, but obviously like you also need someone that can do the numbers as well that you trust as well. So that I think if anyone listening to this, um, you know, like everything I've said from my experience, but like, you know, if, if you don't know numbers, like numbers are super important. Otherwise, you won't have a business. Yeah, and that's why I've got partners and stuff like that that take care yeah. of that as well. Um, 
but yeah, we just I just think it's, we can blur those lines a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. I think it's uh, it's very important and. Yeah, just putting them human things at the, yeah. at the, at yeah. the, head, the front and center. and like That's just it. I feel like if we focus on the, the, the connection, like we said earlier, like and all that sort of stuff, the money follows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And all that sort of stuff. All the, all the yeah. you know, all the cream, really. So that's the success. I think so. That's, that's, I, a, that's the answer to that question. I think <laughs> but, so. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It, yeah. it is. And like, I mean, look, it's, it's a thing of trying to figure out like, I think when you don't have money, you think that money is going to be the solution to the problems, yeah. but it's not. It's how you spend every day. Like yeah. wanting to go to work with that team, mm-hmm. wanting to be, it's how you spend your moments because that's yeah. what really counts. You know? that, that was like lockdown for me. You know, I, I've said it almost on every podcast now. There were some really like bad, mo- not, not bad, terrible moments, but like, you know, some unfortunate things happened throughout lockdown for me, but I enjoyed every day, honestly. It's net positive coming out the other side. I could design my days how I wanted to, yeah. gave myself time to think, exercise, see the sunrise, yeah. do the work that I wanted to do, get as creative as I wanted to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's, it's so easy to look at every, like that situation is like a negative. And for a lot of people, it was. For a lot of people, there was mm. some, like, there was some shocking stories that yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't just try and sort of look look for the positives in everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to, otherwise it's so depressing, do you know what I mean? Yep. Sometimes you have to just give up, like, and you kind of have to almost, not give up in that regard, but yeah. you've got to kind of give in to the universe and just be like, you know what, this, like, is, this is all supposed to happen. Yeah, you can go two ways. You can exercise every day, or you can eat chips every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or you can, do you know what I mean? So you've got to, it's it's given a choice. choice. You've got a choice, yeah. but it's like how you sort of deal with it. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's tough. It's tough as well where your values lay as well. You know, mm. I guess a lot of that's like generational too, generational values and things like that. Um, look, look at our industry. I mean, I just don't think the physical value's been mm. valued, and although the physical element's been valued enough, you know, especially looking after our bodies and our posture and stuff yeah. like that. You know, we've just mm. been yes. hammered over the years. Um, there's a lot of older hairdressers out there, hiked shoulders, yeah. and, you know, yeah, hit wrecked hips and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we're we're just so mentally drained, all that, and emotionally, because mm. it taps into all of the feelings. Our, our industry is like you're mentally, emotionally, oh, physically, yeah. financially, yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. You're just drained oh. in all areas. So to actually put the effort into that is is hard sometimes. You know? Oh, absolutely. Like I noticed, I don't know for like for you guys, like some of the clients that have been coming in with some heavy shit. Like you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I think I used to take a lot of it on. Like. And then someone said to me a long time ago, you got to pass the ball because mm. otherwise you come home and you're just like, you're so heavy, like with so much, yep. you know, so much, yep. you know. So I think that's something that we can educate our staff as well is mm. um, how to pass the ball, so to speak. Like don't yeah. take everyone's stuff on, mm. do you know what I mean? Because otherwise you get resentment in the industry. You're like, everyone's always coming to me and complaining. Everyone's da da da. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think we have off. to prepare, we have yeah. to prepare people like, for what they're going to hear and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I've had that real bad, like about 10 years into my career, it was almost a bit of a crisis. You know, I thought, yeah. oh shit, there, there were a few things that I realized. I realized that I got good at giving everybody exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Never really did anything that I wanted. You know, yeah. I got, and, and then the other thing was taking on everything. 
Like, mm. like you said, you yeah. just feel so heavy with oh, all of this stuff, and you you can't help everybody. Some of it you do. You can't you can't pass that ball on. But no. like, and, and something that I it, it's I love that one. I love that one. I, I read a book on uh, I think it was empathy or or, or intu- might have been intuition. There was a, there was a set, section in it on empathy. Mm. And it was a clairvoyant was the the author, and and they were talking about almost bringing in your energy field. Sometimes if you're like too way open mm. you can take in everybody's yes. stuff and it can and so the, the practice was make it an inch around you and, and not much can get into that inch you know That's that cool. really worked for me or yes. like zipping up a jacket or like jumping in a jar you know it's like putting up the glass it's like i always yeah. think about it like you know you need to hear people but you can't let it seep in it's like the birds yes. going in one ear and out the other that's that was like great advice <laughs> you need to put that glass barrier up and yeah. be like no matter what this person says to me or tells me, even if it's like people giving you advice on your situation, it's like they can't affect how I'm going to act going forward. Yeah. Still do you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing was for me was I'd never had anyone in my life to that point. You know, it took me to read a book to get the confirmation that that was okay to do. Mm. You know, like I, I never really had had a, 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 a coach or a mentor or somebody in my life to say, yeah. "Look, this is how you deal with those situations." With this, yeah, because um, that's, that's the thing they don't teach that in apprenticeships. They don't teach that. Do you know what I mean? Like no, that's something no. that I think has to change as well. Is like we have yeah. to prepare these people for what they're going to hear. Yeah, mm. and that was a pivotal moment for me. And like I think even now, I'm I'm changing my approach to that all the time. But I'm coming at it now of a place of like I need to be a good example here. Mm. You know, in, almost like embodying that role of like leadership. I'm like, okay, there's been a few example, uh, a few like things that have cropped up in my life lately and in, in different interactions. It's like, okay, I'm looking at it from a leadership point of view. I'm like there might be something going on environmentally for that person that's made them react this way. Their clan not might be right or their environment. So I'm going to lead from the front and, and yeah. be that example that that would not have been the way I would have done it, you know, mm. five, six, mm. seven years ago. Mm. You know, I would have gotten all in the feels about it and been like, Oh, what do we do? That's so the too. There's two sides of the story sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. 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 So where um, they're coming from. It's amazing to keep sort of growing through that, but yeah. Mm. Mm. I will turn, um, Turn the page. We'll move on to a new, yeah. new yeah. chapter. Um, where do you like draw your inspiration from? Say for like, t- we'll talk about it first and foremost as like, a, you know, in your work mm-hmm. and in your phot- photographic work, and then like just in your life as well. You know, like what gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, all right. So for my work, what where I get my inspiration from? Um, like, say I'm, I'm putting together a collection or I'm shooting or something like that. I've just basically for a 12 month period, I just, I screenshot things like, no, like everyone does. And I just basically go, I sit down with Andrew and I sit down with Danny and we, we all do the same thing and we just sort of cull images and stuff like that. And we're sort of left with, I guess, a vibe or something that we're into. Um, but it's just, it's just basically that it's, it's not as glorious as, you know, it's going to sound, it's just basically stuff that we're into, what what catches our eye. And then we just cull away, cull away, cull away. And then um, we start working on it. Um, like six months prior, we start like, you know, building things and making things happen. And um, I think a little bit of it is your aesthetic naturally. Like we've, we've, we sort of like, a, a, like, I guess I wouldn't say it. For, for Danny and I we like we want things to look beautiful but there's mm-hmm. still like there's an element of hardness to it as well but beauty at, at the end of, uh, at the end of the day is like the most important thing so um, we're still sort of you know we've got our aesthetic we work with that and basically just cult images and nice. yeah it's not really too glamorous and 
Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's, that's something good. I really like about your work. Your work is like there's still a rawness about it. Yeah, there's a I realness think... and a rawness about it. And I remember um, I watched all the uh, the judges talk about the collections, and Akin mm. Kanitsi spoke about your collection, mm. and then he said that there was the right amount of everything. There was a the right amount of like creativity. Yeah, the right amount of like you know, editorial, but then there was a realness and a rawness to it and, and a, um, like a commercial sort of vibe to it as well. He said there was mm. just the right amount. He said, I could see that haircut in the, in the salon. Yeah. Know? And I think that, um, that, that when you work, when you've done it for so many years, you do develop, like you guys have an aesthetic, like everyone's got their own aesthetic. And I think you just be true to that. And it's evolved over the years and it's just sort of where we're at. So what we screen grab is sort of our vibe anyway. Do you know you. what I mean? It's yeah. unique to you, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it might not be to you. And that's mm. fine. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think whenever you're putting together a collection, you have to understand that you, there's like six to 12 judges that have different. So you need to be broad. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. You can't just do your bag. No. You've got to like. And that and that's the thing. I think like you got to play the game a little bit too, don't you? You know, yeah. a little bit like. Yeah, absolutely. I think you got to like, you got to tick every, every sort of box. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it still has to flow as well, which is really important. I think, yeah, that's that's the great thing with working with Andrew that we I, I rocked up probably four or five years ago to shoot with him, and um, I said to him, I'm I'm after a mentorship. I want to learn. Like I want you to like teach me. Teach and, stuff. And yeah. and he was great, and he, we pick up the phone very regularly and yeah. have conversations about stuff. And I owe a lot to him because. He, he really sort of took me and Danny under his wing and he sort of showed us what it takes to build like winning collections and um, and again was brutally honest when we weren't hitting the mark and we weren't hitting the mm, mark yeah. and you have to go Amazing. and work you have to work hard like yeah. do you know what I mean and you don't want to rock up to an Andrew shoot not prepared no. 100% you just don't do that really <laughs> you just don't, well you just don't do that yeah um, it's, it's you're doing yourself an injustice there First of all, from a financial standpoint. Yeah, you. So second of all, just from be prepared, the, like for everything. Yeah. I think um, that's a great, that's a great message for anyone anyone listening that's looking to get into yeah. doing that type of work or expanding in their hair career. Mm -hmm. You have to seek out those mentors. Oh, absolutely. Like, you have to be mentorable. Oh, absolutely, and that's the thing. You have to, yeah, you have to be able to be, you know, you just got to be real. And I think that's all the people want, like. Yeah. You just be you. It's. I, I think I, I take it the best that way. You know, if if you're just blunt with me, that's just, that's the best, I'm the best yeah. that way. But that's you. You know, not every, obviously not everybody's like that. You need to package it up differently to mm -hmm. different people. But I try to look at why I don't like people who dance around the subject with me. Yeah. If I've done something, just tell me, and yeah. I'll um, I'll do my best to do it well. You know. Yeah. But I think that's just an upbringing thing as well. Yeah. You know, it's like. Just that get on with it mentality, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I like it when I like that like tough love approach, you know. Yeah. I enjoy that. But then I think for me as a leader now, I need to learn the other approaches for other people. Yeah. You know, because not everybody can take it that way. No, no. Receives it. No. Yeah. But I think when you go to someone and you say, you know, they can package it however they want. Exactly. Like they can and, and I think there's, you know, like, you know, there's a level of excellence, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. to get to a level, a level of excellence, you just have to toughen up sometimes, yeah. you know, it's, it's, like, <laughs> the, it's the excellence plus the effort that yes. somebody puts in. And it's like, sometimes somebody putting in maximum effort doesn't reach your level of excellence in, on your scale, or mm -hmm. it might be, it might go above it, you know, it's just a, it's the effort level I feel like has to be put in too. Oh, and that's yeah. it. With yeah. everything that you do, like, you know, and he, like, let's just put this on record. Andrew is the nicest guy, so he'd never yell at anyone. 
yeah. but it's more like you don't want to disappoint. No. And true, that, yeah, that, for me, that's worse. I wish you would yell at me because, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. disappointment, if you're disappointed in me, that's the worst. Yeah. Like, that, that affects me worse yeah, than yeah. someone yelling at me. And that's if kind someone, of like, If your mum goes to you, I'm disappointed in you, that's like, I know that's like um, that's a sign of a good leader in his position too yeah. because if you look at like say successful football teams like Alex Ferguson mm-hmm. was like that obviously he would shout at the players but they were more scared about disappointing him yeah than like actually yeah like, being then, getting angry yeah yeah, then, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because um, the disappointment is something that lasts it's, you know, it's like anger, anger is a moment, yeah. but disappointment lasts. It sure does. And it's like, yeah. it's hard to turn that you back around. That like, if you're disappointed <laughs> with somebody about something, it's fucking hard to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard to reverse. It's, yeah. can't really reverse it's almost that, like a first impressions you know? thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like they're in the same bracket, like first impressions last and they're hard to kind of change. Yeah. Disappointment is the same. When you're disappointed with somebody and you're deeply disappointed with them that's it's like oh. that's like you're not in bed for the next two weeks you're on the yeah. couch like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then you don't want to be that person you know like yeah. and I think something that I hear from a lot of people say like yourself now I hear it and what you're saying it's coming back to the start is like you don't want to be that disappointment for yourself mm-hmm. so you're in competition with you yeah more than anyone and Lee and I are very like that yeah. like I, I just don't want to be that I don't want to look back and be like I wish I just did that extra day yeah you know yeah. I, th- I think there's an overriding thing for me like when we were talking about values earlier you know an overriding value for me is effort and I love that you brought effort up because different people have asked me lately you know what what's something that you look for in someone and ev- something that overrides everything for me is effort mm. because it because it covers all your bases if yeah. you're just putting effort into most things that you do yeah you know you're fine you, you're doing alright and like it, it just I think it makes for a great human being like you know if you put all of your effort into creating your collection and you know you didn't win but you knew you put everything in and, and you were proud fine. of it that sits with then me. you've that's won fine. already yeah. yeah and that's 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 I, that's what i sort of feel like i i leave no stone stone unturned like when, yeah. when it comes to shooting we work like yeah. tirelessly and hopefully like if it, it gets across the line it's amazing yeah. but at yeah. the end of the day like if you're competing against yourself you know and you do the best thing like i feel like this collection is better than last year's collection yeah um whether it wins or not it's, it's yeah. fine but that's yeah. growth that's progression yeah. like and that's all yeah. you can ask for yeah do you know yeah. what i mean so i think I something mean, in the there trophy is well. nice but yeah yeah, yeah. You, you can't think like that you can't <laughs> think about that because it's just ridiculous like. yeah yeah if, if that's what you let define you like then you're nah. kind of fucked anyway yeah, yeah. You just want to get better every year. Like yeah. you want to be a better version of you. You want to be better creatively. You want to do better hair. You want to be a better father. Yeah. We want to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like progression of life, like developing as a person. Yeah. Showing up as a better you, like having a sounder mind, you know, being more at peace with yourself. I think Yeah. that's all the things that I yeah, yeah, want, yeah. like going forward in my life. Mm-hmm. It clears space for focus and sort of yeah really yeah what do you like to do in your spare time like do you have anything that you like to do to kind of unwind I like or? podcasts now I'm gonna yeah. do podcasts <laughs> it's <laughs> fun isn't it it's actually it's good. good no I'm joking we said to Jack we need, uh, we need house guests so like this is cool whenever yeah this is cool <laughs> um, uh, what do I do I just hang out with the little one yeah well know? look that's like, takes it. that's pretty cool so you know she. I like exercise as well so she comes to the gym with me on Mondays and um, plays around there and um, but really I'm a bit of a homebody. Like I like just hanging out, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I, I didn't mind sort of being at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
going for walks is pretty boring really but at the moment like i've got a few projects on and things like that so it takes a lot of the mental space so yeah a few things going on so it's always good yeah. it's always good to kind of have that you know like in mind and it kind of keeps you moving towards the future too like yeah you know i think like your kind of hobbies like this is one thing that i kind of struggle with you know like for a long time i t- convinced myself that hair was like kind of like my hobby as well mm-hmm but like it's trying to find other ways to distract yourself so that you can be your best self when you are yeah. in that kind of yeah. position, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think for me, honestly, like I'm just working towards having a kid. Like that's kind of what I'm working towards. It's so cool. And it's like, like yeah, because I know awesome. that when I have that, that is going to be my ultimate disconnection from, yeah. from this, you know, right now it's like, busy you know like yeah busy yeah, this in is your kid right now you know this is like a child right yeah now, yeah this well that's it you're, yeah. you're building on, something yeah, right now yeah. so it's, and it's like we like there has to be some sort of escape plan you know like when anyone who builds a really good business it's almost like yeah they what, need to at know. what point where's the escape plan you know like yeah because you can't you know you can't cut hair forever mm-hmm. you know um that comes a certain there comes a certain time then where you have to be like all right the body might give up yeah plus are, are you going to be still stimulated as stimulated as you were at one yeah. point you know mm-hmm. so about having gonna, the open mind to it i guess and absolutely that's what i was saying before about like just you want your team to succeed so maybe what you guys might do is bring more people into it mm. do you know what i mean and then yeah. slowly slowly pick it back who knows like that's the beautiful thing about the education space it's mm. like you you kind of start to understand other people's thinking patterns mm-hmm. because as much as we do stuff for everyone else it's still we're still very much caught up in our own minds mm-hmm. like we don't understand people we don't understand people's thought patterns until you really teach i think yeah you know like it's well, all well and good hearing stuff coming out of your clients mouth mouth and like stories and but understanding how they think on a deeper level and questioning it you know and like i think the education space gives people the opportunity to open up mm. and you can really question their thoughts and mm. it's something that like we're starting to move the needle a little bit within our own team and it's great mm. it's great to see it like mm. a few of the boys are starting to think a little bit alternatively but then you know sometimes by the salon owner that's not necessarily seen as the right thing to do mm-hmm. but it's like fuck that i can't go back I, I'm, that's the way i'm thinking i yeah, can't yeah. watch it happen if it's it's like watching somebody being abused or something yeah, you know no. <laughs> i just can't do it no um but i think you know that's that's the future is nurturing, like looking after the team, Absolutely. looking after the people in the industry. Um, it's the only way to keep it moving forward. I think mm-hmm. showing up is a good example. And that's it. I think getting into that space of like with the clients, sometimes I think that's why education is so good for us to challenge people's thought processes and learn other people's thought processes. It's kind of hard with clients sometimes for that, you know, mm. I, I kind of like to dig a bit deeper with clients, but sometimes they're not there for that. They just want to relax. Yeah. You know, they're just, it's a different environment. I think that's where I was getting a lot of frustration at one point was um, just not being able to go deeper on those conversations, you know, but mm. then now in the education space and the podcast space, it's kind of why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's really opening that up. So yeah. This is really great. cool. Yeah. What would, um, what would you like, you know, when you, when you finish up when you hang up the scissors and, the, and the, what would you like, um, people say about jamie farland you know um, what, what legacy would you like to leave um i don't know i think i just that's just sort of what you see is what you get you know what i mean it's, um i'd hope that i inspired um enough people um yeah i don't i don't know you have to ask my team like I, i'd want them to say yeah that's, that's a tough question it is a tough question i don't know like i think 
that I've always been approachable and that um, I worked my ass off for them as much as they did for me, mm. you know? Um, I just want them to have success ultimately. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if they succeed, then I've succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes because back that's, to your that's, values. Because that's, that's, that's a good mentor, isn't it? Like, when they're yeah, better yeah, than yeah, you, then, yeah. you know? And that's great. It kind of relates back right full circle to the start. That's maybe from the sport that you did when you were growing up. Mm. You know, that team thing. Yeah. You know, really bringing everybody together, bringing the team, driving everybody forward. Yeah. It's and that's your values as a person too, I think, you know, that's... Yeah, like it's the shows. same. It's like, it's like, it's no different to like my daughter or to my team. It's like, I want, when they're successful in whatever they choose to do or whatever, you know, they're in, that's, that's enough for me, you know, like... It feels good because you know you've had a little nudge. You know? Yeah. It's, that's your little nudge, like, yeah. there you go, I gave you that. Off you go. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think the thing is I look at them all as my kids. Maybe that's what the the secret is. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what the secret is. Maybe just like you know, it's a real family to me. So, but you know what? What's really interesting when I analyze that answer, like I think, okay, there's two answers there generally from people, and it's like there's the extrinsic and there's the intrinsic, and you went straight for the intrinsic because it's like they are your values. Yeah. Right. So like, you could have. What would you rather? Like, would somebody say, "Oh, Jamie Farland"? You know, really nice guy, really good values, very approachable, you know, lovely fella. Mm. Or would you prefer, like, you know, 10 times Australian hairdresser of the year, but he was a cunt? Yeah, no, you know? <laughs> definitely. You don't want that. No, you don't um, want that. It doesn't stand for anything, does it? Because no, it doesn't really, day, yeah, like, it doesn't really last, you know. It's, it's no. how, how you make people feel, they'll never forget that. Yes, yeah. And I mean, you want to, like, you know, have touched enough people, you know, that's that's something that, you know, that means a lot to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great it's a good question it's a great, it's a great question, question. Gary, Gary V always talks about that as well he says I always think about my funeral mm. how many people are going to turn up to my funeral yeah and, and, I mean, what, and like, what they say you know like yeah, in that yeah, moment yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like 300 people turn up to my funeral great he was like at this point he's like I think I'm going to have tens of thousands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like look it's better than just one you know yes. being like I was a dick anyway you know? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and like it's the legacy like, there but. absolutely that's what mm. you got to think about we always end on this question too so this is the last question that deep, was the last deep, one. No, this, oh, no. this is the last one. one. Yeah, this is a, a deep one too. Little deep. Right. You want to ask it, Lee? You, you uh, ask go it? on. You, you're good at asking it. Are you happy? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ecstatic. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. Very awesome. happy. It's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah. It's such. It's probably one of the more simple questions in life, but it yeah. can be one of the hardest ones to answer. But you can see it on someone's face if they say yes and they don't mean it as well. Like I feel 100%. like you know, like hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Like, That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Amazing. Yeah, love that. Thank you for this. This has been awesome. My no, it's first been. Podcast. Yeah, no, it's been a. It's <laughs> been great to hear your story and like you know, I guess it's just it goes a little bit beyond the surface as well with mm-hmm. your story and obviously we have our input throughout the podcast too Mm -hmm. but no it's been an absolute pleasure having you thanks for coming down thank you we really appreciate it and we wish you all the best for next week we'll see you there we'll see you there we'll be there at the the awards night yep hopefully we'll be able to give you a little toast with our kombuchas yes (laughs) I'll I'll be on the waters for sure yeah Yeah, so um (laughs) no thanks Jamie where can people find you on uh online if they want to check out your your work um so instagram's just at jamie phil and yeah um that's it it, very simple that's that's it i'm just gonna send you a dm for the 15 dollar haircut mate (laughs) (laughs) still holding on to that one done yeah Yeah. all right thanks jamie thanks Thanks, appreciate it thank you cheers